Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put the shades on, fasten your seatbelt, and mash the gas pedal, because it's time for Automation Avenue, a podcast for retail and financial leaders looking for ways to automate and accelerate their businesses. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is George Thomas again, back with Automation Avenue, and I am here with your awesome, incredible, and intelligent, you can pay me later, Sean Farrell. Boy, I love that guy. He is... uh getting a bonus this week all right (laughs) well then the intro worked well here's the deal folks last week we talked about automation kind of in a general sense Uh, if you haven't checked out that podcast make sure you go back to episode one Uh, but today I'm pretty excited as the uh, glass wearing member of this podcast it is time to get down and nerdy with it today and we're going to talk about uh, integration and how automation and integration would work for uh, your branch Uh, or credit union, your bank, um, pretty much anywhere you are, I'm sure there's some type of integration. But Sean, why don't we go ahead and hit them with the knowledge today? (laughs) So why don't don't we start off, George, with a little bit of just, you know, the solutions that are out in the market for automation. Uh, Most people out there are familiar with cash dispensers and cash recyclers. Uh, The cash dispenser, which is lovingly called either the TCD for teller cash dispenser or CDM for cash dispense machine, uh, has been in the U.S. market uh, a good almost 20 years now. So when we when we put our our nerdy goggles on and start to think about integration and, and how how I can integrate that cash dispenser to my teller system. There's a lot more interfaces available from those software houses out there because it's been around a long time. But you know, the current market is really shifting a lot towards cash recyclers. Uh, it's been very successful in Europe. Uh, the U.S. tends to lag behind Europe um, probably a good five or ten years from a technology perspective. So um, I guess we can learn something from those folks over across the pond. And since cash recyclers are newer, uh, there is a lot fewer integrations that have been written out there. And as these software houses look at their business model, they really have to figure out, well, there's so many recyclers now coming to the market. A lot of clients are investing in recyclers. Is it going to be worth my time to write an integration uh, to my software house? And hopefully I will pick the right one. Uh, So today we want to spend a lot of time talking about the three different ways that you can integrate your cash dispenser or recycler to your system. You know, Sean, it's interesting because when we talk about this kind of integration thing, I immediately think of like computers or boxes and your, your brain goes automatically to cables, right? Whether it's you've tried to hook up your Xbox or your home computer. Sean, cables are scary. <laughs> so let's maybe talk about how in the world do I hook this thing up uh, so that the fear can be removed of what integration looks like. Fear the cable, man. I, I see a, I see a movie coming out now. Cable's taking over the world. <laughs> uh, so getting back on topic here, three types of ways that we can integrate this stuff, and one of them is has become almost irrelevant now. So the first one is standalone. So there is some sort of system, whether it be a separate computer or a separate keypad, that you're having to key information into to have the dispenser or recycler do anything. So So very popular back in the day, Uh, a lot of people used a standalone system to act as kind of a virtual vault, and then
and that was really the lone uh, solution for that to where a teller could come over and buy or sell cash to this device, but it was kind of tucked over in the corner, wasn't really talking the teller system. It was just kind of like a, a virtual vault assistant. With the rise of direct integration and middleware, we have dramatically seen standalone uh, diminish out there. Uh, most people are looking to be more efficient, and when you're having to double key everything you want to have happen, standalone typically has just not been a very valuable solution in today's market. So. Option number two is middleware or soft integration. That is kind of the preferred method here at QDS, and we're going to talk about some of the reasons why. Some people out there may be asking, well, what, what does that mean? What does middleware or soft integration mean? And that is simply that uh, the device, the cash dispenser or recycler, instead of talking directly uh, to your teller system, has some sort of middleware software that has all of the drivers that make your dispenser or recycler sing and dance. So instead of the teller system having to write to any number of pieces of hardware out there, uh, the middleware writes to those devices and then can integrate essentially to any teller system out there. So whether you're on Jack Henry, Fiserv, FIS, or some more local homegrown teller system, our middleware application will integrate to any teller system out there and will integrate to just about any dispenser or recycler in the market, giving you ultimately the freedom of choice. So, Sean, I know that you are, you know, the industry thought leader here, and, and I'm simply just the co-host. But to me, um, standalone sounds like it's very pre-cloud, right? So it's maybe something that people shouldn't be using anymore, which leads us to the fact that there's really only two good choices that we've started to talk about, and that's middleware and direct integration. Now, I do want to let the listeners know that if you're a visual learner, we did do a whiteboard session on Minion Monday that you can check out uh, on the Quality Data Systems website uh, forward slash, well, it's blog.qualitydatasystems.com forward slash whiteboard. Um, and you can kind of see a visual representation. But let's go ahead and jump into um, how does direct integration really work? Kind of remember, we're getting nerdy with it today. So kind of get into that nitty gritty detail for the listeners. So direct integration simply means that your actual teller system or core has written an interface to that particular device and that software application is driving what the unit is doing. So for the most part, there is no other steps for the teller to do. They simply kick th um, click through the transaction or there may be a specific button in the teller system that says cash dispenser or recycler. So the teller, it's a very simple integration and they really have no other extra steps involved. Um, there is a pretty large cost associated with most direct integrations depending on your core. There is a number of different pricing models out there. Uh, some of them could range from twenty dollars to $50,000 up front to purchase that particular module. Or some other business models may involve kind of a per unit or seat cost. Uh, both of those have kind of ongoing maintenance. So um, if you have a larger install and let's say you're looking to roll out 50, 100, or maybe even 
than 200 cash dispensers or recyclers. That large upfront cost can be spread across a larger number of units and, and therefore that cost doesn't look as much. So it can be very scalable in that fact. But there are a lot of concerns and cons that can come up from a direct integration. So um, if, if you're always having to pay ongoing maintenance to your core, uh, as, that, as that solution grows for you, that expense item is going to grow. So that, that may be something that, that is going to raise your cost of operation versus uh, middleware is typically a one-time fee with no ongoing maintenance. So little, lower total cost of operation going forward. Um, one of the biggest challenges with direct integration is... If they don't support the particular hardware that you would want to implement, and you know, in today's market, we have a very informed buyer. They're going to go out to the market and try to find uh, the best piece of hardware to serve their needs. And if their core doesn't support that, and I'm doing air quotes around support, meaning they haven't spent the resources to write an integration for that particular hardware, your core system, since they don't make any money in a middleware environment, is going to push you to one of their quote-unquote preferred partners that they have written an integration to so the core system can make the money charging you for that module or those ongoing fees. They may also get a kickback from certain vendors as recommending their preferred partners. Uh, So they have some ulterior motives to really recommend why you should go with a particular hardware manufacturer even though Uh, in your opinion or based on the research you've done, there may be a better piece of hardware out there. Uh, So that's kind of something to keep in mind. Most people, when they start talking cash automation, they will go to their core right away and say, hey, do you support this? That's one of the great things about middleware is that it requires zero support from your core. One of the other challenges that can can happen in a direct integration environment is the blame game. So uh, an inenviable position to be in as the financial institution is uh, technician drives out there because your dispenser or recycler isn't working or communicating with the system. They do all their bells and whistles and, and check it out and they can make the thing dispense and take cash all day long, but they point back to the core integration as part of the problem. The core integration is always going to point back to the hardware person and now you're down for two or three days as we're trying to figure out who's at fault. Uh, So that can be very frustrating if you've made a large investment in automating your branches and if you've reduced your staff uh, in order to automate and take full advantage of those ROI uh, benefits that come with automation, if you're suddenly back to unautomated, it can can really hamper your ability to process transactions, so on and so forth. Uh, A lot of cores will even charge for opening a support ticket at all. And that's one of the running jokes that I've heard from a lot of our clients is like, yeah, we, if, if we simply pick up the phone and call them, I think that costs us $1,500. So again, there, there can be some finger pointing that, go, that goes back and forth, and that, that leads ultimately to more downtime for you as the financial institution. The last con um, doesn't happen all that often, but we've had clients go through this. Ultimately, you make the decision to change cores. Uh, So maybe you're switching from Jack Henry to Fiserv or Fiserv to Jack Henry or Jack Henry to FIS. Well, if if you have spent the money to have that integration module from your core and now you're switching cores, you've essentially lost that investment and would have to rebuy a new interface at the next core software you're going to. 
If you've invested in middleware, that will just simply go with you to the next core. We integrate it with the next core and you've really got nothing to lose at that point. Sean, this is all fascinating stuff. Um, it's very interesting, you know, all these cons that you bring up, the blame game, you know, being pigeonholed into a certain software or a piece of technology, even after the, the you know, CEO or whoever's in charge of finding out what is the best technology to, to move your branch uh, forward, you know, they could just get shot down and, and that was a waste of time. But here's the deal. What I don't want people to think is that we're just kind of this, you know, middleware homer where this is a sales pitch um, because both of these things have their cons and both of them have their positives and we want this podcast to be very transparent very open to that we're just going to give you the information that you need to know and that we're not really going to do a sales pitch so with that said John let's roll into what are the bad things about middleware and talk about that for a minute Sure. So one one of the concerns that uh, is associated with middleware is, is there can be extra hardware involved. So uh, if you have a very clean looking teller line or a more advanced looking branch, uh, the particular middleware that we use most often uh, requires a keypad and a printer. So you may have some extra clutter on your desktop or have to figure out a way to kind of hide those extra elements that go on with middleware. Um, there can be extra keystrokes. So, you know, in a direct integration environment, it's very nice for the teller. They simply click through the transaction and nothing really changes for them. In a middleware environment, they actually have to press a key to turn on the dispenser or recycler and actually engage that to do something. So if they get click happy and decide to go ahead and click through the transaction and they miss the opportunity to hit the hot key uh, to make the dispenser or recycler do what it was supposed to do, um, then they've kind of bypassed their opportunity to uh, use the automation device. So there, there can be a few extra keystrokes involved to, to doing uh, using middleware in a teller system environment. Um, another, another potential downfall is that uh, the middleware does what is on the screen. So if the teller has entered the wrong amount in a direct integration environment, they wouldn't be able to go forward until they balance the transaction. Well, in a middleware environment, typically we are dispensing or depositing off of a screen uh, before they really balance that transaction. So if, for instance, they were trying to cash, cash a check for $100, but they accidentally fat finger an extra zero in there and they've got a thousand back to the customer, if they then hit their hotkey to dispense, the dispenser doesn't know that they were supposed to have keyed in $100. So it will dispense $1,000 because the teller had made the mistake. Uh, so that can be one of the potential downfalls uh, is if the teller makes a mistake, uh, the middleware is simply going to do what the screen and the teller tell it to do. So those, those can be some of the cons. Um, your balancing time, since it's not directly integrated to the core, uh, your head teller may have to spend an extra five to six minutes kind of balancing out all of the inventory uh, that goes with the middleware. So that, that can be some of the cons there, George. And Sean, what are uh, the positives? Why would people want to go with a middleware solution uh, for their branch? Absolutely. So um, 
for the most part, you have a much lower upfront cost. In fact, here at QDS, uh, we don't even break out that cost. That is just part of our bundle. Uh, so that can be a very inexpensive way to do that. There is often no ongoing maintenance charges depending on which middleware you choose. There are probably three to four different middleware options out there. Um, QDS does use a number of different ones, but we do have kind of a preferred choice in Dynacash that uh, we find to be the, the most stable and uh, easy to work with. So that, that is kind of our choice uh, among the herd, so to speak. Um, I love having complete control of the situation. So if my customer calls me and says, hey, my dispenser or recycler isn't working, we know that we have ultimate control over that problem. We don't need any support from the core. We can go out and simply fix it, whether it's a software issue or a hardware issue. There is nobody else to point the finger to, baby. It is a QDS problem, and we can get out there and get you fixed or potentially even fix it over the phone with you without having to involve your core at all. So I like giving complete control or having complete control and our financial institutions who have been uh, stuck in that blame game environment before really like uh, having one throat to choke, if you know what I mean. Ultimate hardware flexibility. So again, depending on the size and popularity of your core system, um, if you are using middleware, typically that middleware is gonna have a lot more devices that it can talk to than your core system. So ultimately, it gives you the most flexibility because you can have a standard software interface through middleware to your core, and you could have any number of different pieces of hardware. You may have two or three different types of dispensers, two or three different types of recyclers, but from a training perspective, the integration of your core system and the balancing procedures stay the same. So that really allows you ultimate flexibility that if you get upset with one particular hardware vendor, you can switch to another hardware vendor that provides a greater value to you. You don't get stuck in that direct integration world where your core will only support one or two specific devices. Uh, So that really puts you as the financial institution in control of your own destiny. So if if the next uh, mousetrap that comes out a year or two from now is is the best thing since sliced bread, odds are it's going to work with most of the middleware out there first before somebody writes a direct integration to it. Um, From a flexibility standpoint, if we're getting nerdy, how do we hook this thing up? Uh, Middleware can work both in a USB connected to PC environment, or we can put your middleware on a LAN connectivity where uh, it can reside on the network. Uh, Your audit department can actually remotely log into the middleware and pull totals from any unit in the footprint. So if you had 10 or 20 recyclers spread out across your branch footprint, your audit or operations person could pull that up, see how much cash is in each of those units at any time, pull the running journal and see what transactions. So if for some reason there was an outage on a particular transaction, that audit person can handle that from their desk. So that's a, that's a very nice feature associated with land connectivity. So, Sean, this has been a great podcast. Tons of information. We did get nerdy with it. Not too nerdy, but one of the things we want to do is leave the listeners with some actionable items. So why don't you go ahead and maybe just do a short summary of some of the important pieces that we've talked about. So first things first, uh, 
ultimately, if I'm a financial institution, I want to pick the best company to work with that's going to help me solve my problem. So ultimately, if you're looking into cash automation, you're probably looking to improve customer service, reduce your operational expense. So um, I would say look for the strongest vendor partner you can from both a service perspective and a hardware perspective. So point number two is by having middleware, that really opens you up to as many different vendor and hardware options as are available in the market. Uh, If you choose to only use folks that your core supports, that can definitely narrow down your choices. You may end up getting stuck with a large national uh, company who may not have good local service in your area, or if you're a smaller institution, they they really may not care about your success at all. You're just kind of a number uh, in their system. So I I really think middleware opens you up to have control of your own destiny and and really, uh, really pick the best solution for you. Well, folks, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. I do want to tell you that you can actually take a deeper dive into middleware. Uh, if you go to blog.qualitydatasystems.com slash how middleware gives your financial institution more control, there's an article that uh, Sean has written on that topic. Also, if you are finding the imp- uh, information on this podcast valuable, or you just love the soothing sound of Sean's voice on your jog or your drive to work, make sure you leave a comment in the iTunes area that would help us uh, tremendously with getting the word out about the Automation Avenue podcast. Now, Sean, if folks want to learn about something specific, where can they reach out to us? So I I would certainly recommend that you ask a question at questions.qualitydatasystems.com. So if if you would like to further information on your specific situation as you're looking into cash automation, feel free to shoot us an email at that. Uh, If you have any other great topic ideas, we are uh, looking to be a great value to the market. So if there's something we haven't covered yet that you would like us to really spend some good time explaining to you if you've gotten value out of these podcasts, please email that that podcast idea to podcast at qualitydatasystems.com. And ultimately, we're here to be educators. So feel free to look up our articles, reach out to us, and and interact with us maybe on Twitter. Uh, You can follow us at QDS underscore Lion, or you can visit us on LinkedIn as well. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, don't fear the integration. And remember, let's automate to accelerate your business. (laughs) 